When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yoy. I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy. We talking about Twitter. Triple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. Listen, I trust Mike T wholeheartedly, man. I don't send messages, I just make moves. Never give up on the Steelers. It's time again for the podcast that TikTokers say, why do these guys have a podcast? <laughs> the comments section, this after this past week, man, the comments were going hard on me. I think I got, um, uh, who died and made you king of the fans? <laughs> and I'm like, if not me, then who? <laughs> I'm, I'm. Kyle Lunchbox here. <laughs> Got my ALF Lunchbox, working my hard hat job. Not really, but... Well, you... compared to everyone else on TikTok, you would have to be the king of the fans based on what you showed me on TikTok before. Well, you know, just he- heaven forbid you ever try to appeal to, uh, you know, a gooder nature. Gooder nature? Is that even a enough, word? Close enough. It's what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the conversation and the conversation is happening on social media unfortunately i'm kyle christ with me is greg benevin hello on the ones and twos the model meatball the living felony rob (laughs) banks what's up what's up what's up you know, yeah, everyone, not, people didn't, uh, you know, why to so defensive, Steeler Nation? They didn't like uh, some of the things that at least I had to say. I won't put you, you know, Greg oh, okay. doesn't endorse necessarily everything that I'm, that I spit out I here. I endorse like 99% of it. I mean, I, I try to make it clear when I don't, but for the most part, I do, just maybe not quite as loudly. Maybe, yeah, I am a, I'm a loud talker. <laughs> I don't know what, what that's about. I'm, uh, I'm working on it, you know. Uh, not a lot of even even after a win, there's still uh, you know tons of negativity. Oh yes. Um, I'll I'll give a uh, I'll give a quick tweet over to NC Army veteran, salty Army veteran. You know when you when the salty Army veteran <laughs> is appealing for uh, you know a little uh, calmer uh, discourse, he says. Or, she, or they they say, mm-hmm. Steeler fans are so damn negative. Why not try and be positive and support the team? I hope you don't treat your kids like that. Jesus F. Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what, that's kind of my whole take. Like, just so negative. And, oh, it's like, what's there to be positive about? Well, we'll get, we'll get into it. And you know? I also, for me, I just kind of assume and hope that most of the people we quote on here don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, right. That's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, in the second half, I'll tell you why there's something to be positive about. Maybe because this defense is on pace to be better than the 2008 defense. Hmm. First team, first podcaster to say it. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. and you'll find out why you your odds will be ah. Uh, I, I, in the I, I will half. find out why as well. 
All right, enough. We're already going long. Enough, uh, <laughs> enough caucus. Let's get to those stinking. Mm, I can't find the. Oh, I, oh, let's get to the tweets. Let Matt Canada cook. That's right. It's cooking season. <whistles> Starting with at Steelers cap. Steelers cap. Matt Canada was fine tonight. Progress. Whoa, why so positive? <laughs> Steeler Nation. Oh. Just unchecked optimism. <laughs> That's about as good as the <laughs> Matt Canada's going to get to there. He was fine. Okay. And progress. Not even any, any, any punctuation on it. Just simply progress. Progress. Hang out there. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. a uh, that's like a Shepard Farley poster. <laughs> Matt Canada. Maybe we just got our next mark. Wow. Piece of merch. Wow. The Matt Canada progress. Wow. Uh, all right. How about the uh, let's 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 get let's take the memes take out there. <laughs> At Ashton Sand twenty two control. Hold on, Matt Canada with a big play, and we got the Rick and Morty meme. You son of a bitch, I'm back in. Hmm. Not the only meme, the Canada meme of the week. <laughs> At Mister <laughs> Rob Lado. The Stringer Bell meme. I want you to put the word out there that we back up. Are we? It's the hat that sells it. What, what, what just excellent Photoshop work to make? Somehow you make Idris Elba one of the most composed and best-looking people on the planet look ridiculous. Are we? Is this team more of a Stringer Bell or are we more uh, Morty right right now? I, I, I'm gonna go Morty. Have, I, I know a lot more about the Baltimore operation of Stringer Bell and uh, Marlowe, so I'm gonna have to go with Rick and Morty just because the guys on the corner seemed uh, a, a lot more together than the Steelers have so far. But in progress, in time, there's maybe to get together as much as the corner boys. Not quite the not quite the swagger yet. No, the, uh, no, no, no. Or the success. They were running well before things went bad. Not that that's a spoiler for those of you who haven't seen a 20 year old show but yes i recommend it mm-hmm. I, yeah it's still mm-hmm. not too late <laughs> although they use cell phone i don't know the guys i guess the technology so, is, some yeah. of those flip phones they track the width or a bit whoa okay okay let's <laughs> uh let's get serious with the takes mm-hmm. at you're under arrest dane total yards of offense 338 improvement total rushing yards 105 improvement total passing 228 yards no turnovers progress people embrace it are we ready to embrace the canada offense in 2023 <laughs> well i mean I, I i don't know if we're ready to embrace it and also because you know the canada offense didn't have a whole lot to do with holding the raiders to 68 yards rushing although it kind of did because they did get a big lead and then uh managed to uh hold on to that just because i mean the way the raiders got back into the game was through throwing so um so yeah i i, I think all of this improvement and it's everyone and of course the hater takes since then and i imagine we'll touch on this at some point it's been yeah the raiders were bad okay but they still had to beat them yeah i mean it's also and also this raiders team i don't think they're gonna go uh three and 14 i don't know if i don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs but they're not gonna be like a, one of the worst teams in the league i find that hard to believe that division you know looking at mm-hmm. how the broncos play and even the i mean the chargers won but they had some uh they had some uh coaching decisions yeah, that were that's just a as- team I can't figure out I yeah. mean not to make this what are you bolting about or whatever yeah. but I, I got nothing for the Chargers um okay let's keep the Canada love going <laughs> with at Pittsburgh PG Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's Paul Zeiss Matt Canada deserves most of the credit for the Steelers improved offense what I, got, I had to go for the quote Please. in the, in the uh, article this is now this is a 
career long Matt Canada hater, Paul Zeiss. Okay. And here he is saying Canada came out in front of a national TV audience and pulled off his most complete performance in three years regarding the scheme and especially the play calls. Canada was at his best. Was this the? I, I mean, we had some good games last year. Is this really the best of the three years he's been with us? Well, I, I, what I would—I don't know if I'd necessarily say the best, but I would agree with the most complete performance. This wasn't one where they won it on the last drive, where it wasn't just there was one great drive at the end of the game and maybe one pretty good drive early in the game or at the end of the half. It was—it. I mean, there were sure there were still many negative plays and a lot of issues and all that, but they were—they felt like more times than not they were a threat to points, put some kind of point on the board and that hasn't happened in a long time he can keep my tombstone or whatever i'll take the w taking the w right if, if it wasn't for you know and i don't even know if we'll talk about it but it wasn't for that late to hit on minka it seemed like a kind of seemed like a blowout it, it, might, it might have gotten to that point and i'm also found glad we found a very gritty picture of canada <laughs> smiling right this is this is a happy all, canada. Like hidden in shadow at, uh, no hat at even that when the Yikes. hat comes off he, uh, he glows like the sun <laughs> but uh, you know, even in a victory with with what Paul Zeiss says is the most complete Canada performance, you know, people people wondered, like at Steelers fan ninety, pretty sure Tomlin either turned off Canada's mic or he's forwarding the calls to his mic. You know, a lot of people couldn't believe that it was really Canada <laughs> making the calls there, um, and and you know maybe that has to do with let's get to the next topic, okay. the Canada conspiracy. Oh God. Right, this was the uh, report heard around oh, yeah, the Twitter sphere. Yes, at Schultz report, Jordan Schultz, so-called NFL insider, <laughs> who we've I, never heard of. Before. I see him on Twitter, but I don't okay. know what his what his uh, what his insiderness is. Mm-hmm. Sources: Steelers are moving offensive coordinator Matt Canada to a more prominent role, working with QB Kenny Pickett. Canada will continue calling plays, but will also be working directly with Pickett on a daily basis. You know, it's it's hard to figure out what any of that would have even meant. Right? It makes no sense whatsoever. Because I, I, whatever other doubts you may have about Canada and about this offense and about Pickett, I think we can all agree, haters and believers, that they probably talk to each other a lot. Yeah. Right. It's like Tomlin says it himself. He's part. Part of the right. he's part of the planning mm-hmm. um you know that i mean i don't know if we this is pure fact but i kind of assume that run game game plan is kind of worked on by the o-line coach pass game game plan is kind of more canada's thing the coordinator's thing I mean, we don't know that. Maybe. I mean, I, I kind of thought Canada was very much hands-on with everything. Remember the whole story about, I forget if it was in 2020 or 2021, about all the post-it notes, and he would write out all the post-it notes, and he would leave them in different places, and that's where the plays would come from, something like that. I, I kind of think Canada controls all of the offensive stuff, but that's also not to say, you know, responsibilities don't shift over time, and I have different people coming into work and all that. It, it I don't know. I mean, you're, you're right. This weird report from this person we'd never heard of before that no connection to Steelers showed up on Sunday it drove everyone crazy and then uh, after the game everyone more or less took a chance to say hey that uh, didn't happen at all yeah what what his sources have been you know who's who's talking to this national it's not even Aditi right. or Brooke Pryor one of these right. other national people who are with Pittsburgh like who would have been talking to them to, to put this uh, to put you know I don't even know who he was who his sources would have been and again I got the hot scoop Kenny talks to Canada from noon to 2 p.m like there's not 
We know that Kenny has his own office, right? right? So I could see everyone coming in and out, you know, or, or yes. vice versa. Because you've worked with human beings before, and that's yeah. how it goes. Like an office place, you exactly. have a job, yeah. Well, you know, some people love to run away with this report. <laughs> At the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi, Matt Canada is a control freak. He doesn't let assistants help him with the game plan. An O-line coach quit during the season because of that. He doesn't let QBs out, audible out of his place. He's a disaster. Shame on Tomlin. Shame on Rooney. Shame on the Steelers. Um, there's like five different points of contention here, but <laughs> do we know that Adrian Clem left because he wasn't getting input on we, the game? We don't know. That's why Clem left. We know it wasn't a good situation with Clem with Clem, and that's why he did leave. And it's and he had that really good landing spot, right? Wasn't it University of Oregon? It was. Uh, yeah. Oh, sport. I just want to work for my alma mater for nine months and then go work for Bill Belichick. <laughs> I would love to know uh, more about that, but we haven't heard anything about Clem. You know, not even from the fan, the right. so-called fan. Mm-hmm. What about he doesn't let his assistants with the help with the game plan? I don't, you know. The- I feel like we'd heard something not, I mean, maybe not in so many words, but the candidate very much was like, hey, here's the game plan. And, uh, you know, here it is. Here it is. Okay. It, uh, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, that's, but again, these are things we're, we're, we're you know, several steps removed trying to parse someone else's process. Uh, you're not going to know anybody. Let Canada this. cook. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll let Canada cook with that. Mm-hmm. Um now let's get to what, what what you know I asked Chris Adamansky you know how come the local insiders didn't have this scoop okay and then we finally got response from an insider mm-hmm. at Mark Kabali Mark Kabali Kabali so he sorts some sites himself Kabali Matt Canada <laughs> quiets critics for one game after silly report mm-hmm. <clears throat> now his quote from the Athletic which. You know, I'm not I, like I already subscribed to the New York Times. Why do I got to pay for the? Oh, athletic? it's even for a dollar a month. It still it still makes you resent it. Yes, but any but here's the quote from the Athletic: The notion that Matt Canada is putting blame on Mike Sullivan, the QB coach, was shot down. Multiple Steelers sources who are not authorized to speak publicly denied the report to the Athletic. The sources rejected the idea that anything has changed or will change concerning Canada's work with Pickett on a daily basis. That's just silly. Now I'm guessing Kabali sort are players that's right, who he that would with. be most likely yes you know i don't know you know it, or, although that's just silly that sounds like it might have been tomlin himself maybe that could have been his source like <laughs> well he did say it at the press conference they asked him about it and he just said no no i mean that's you know there's there, that doesn't require a lot of elaboration yeah so uh you know finally an insider got something uh inside inside we got some inside ball from the insiders well there's still some Canada haters, despite the win. Uh, I almost thought we were going to make it through the episode without that noise. It was so close. No, because we've got people like at Steel Twins. Steel Twins. Canada is not saved. One good game he called tonight doesn't make up for three years of garbage. He microwaved, did not cook. Good job, Canada. Still no one likes you. <laughs> Come on, Steeler Nation. I, I I shouldn't have laughed at no one likes you. I feel like I'm enabling this nonsense. <laughs> well, look, I've I've finally it took me 44 years, but I finally learned how to microwave uh, without you know making it all rubbery. So you know, saying microwave not cook, hey, it's possible you can microwave and it not turn out bad. That's not a bad analogy. It gets microwaving. It gets the job done. You won. You won the meal. It, that's very much what happened Sunday night. Um, how about? I saw this. At Blitzburg. Blitzburg. Spotted at a Commander's game. This guy in a Palomalu jersey with the Fire Matt Canada sign. <laughs> what in the war? Like, you know, to show up at 
the command. Who are they playing? I mean, the, the Bills. The Bills. Look at the fans. I mean, the Bills. Imagine trying to explain this to the poor Commanders and Bills fans. Why got, your idiot self showed up with this? They got destroyed by the Bills. Oh, I'm sure Bills are a great team. I'm sure they did. It's it just asinine. Like it, you know. And those are pretty good tickets. He's right. like, he's on the end zone, like close to the field. You there. hope that's the good ticket. Imagine if this person set way up and they went down this for the clout in the picture, which is also entirely possible because you're the person that showed up at the Commanders game with a fire Matt Canada sign. Excuse me, let me uh, see your room. Uh, yeah, no, it's a commercial break, guys. I could do this. Like, oh my god. Uh, well, uh, that's not even the lowest of the I know. Canada haters. I know. Oh. Let's go oh. on to at AB eighty four AB with the with the the Hitler stash on Matt Canada. I was ready to put AB into the Hall of Honor. Now back to the bottom of the line. AB, there you go. There you go. He's right there with uh, Lima Swede now in the in the pecking order. The scary thing about this is I'm sure on some level AB is doing this. He thinks like, ah, oh, I'll get back in with some of the fans with this. This is how I'll get back on their good I think side. He, like, I think it's working. And I'm sure he's worked. I'm sure it's worked with some of them. They forget about, you know, all the off the field stuff and not paying people that did their jobs. But, you know, if I put a Hitler mustache on this person that AB has probably never met. Like right? I imagine yeah. AB has met Canada as many times as you and I. Yeah, and, you know, and like I mean, I know he had he had beef with Bruce, right? With BA. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, because he had to deal with AB <laughs> on a day to day basis, which is, as we know, the worst way to know AB. But he hasn't even gone that far with uh, with Bruce yet. So uh, right. come on, AB. Now uh, you got me mad. I was on your side. I was playing your songs. Now you're dead to me. It's no longer booming. It is no longer booming. Business is. Um, Business is not booming. Okay, let's... Uh, enough candid talk. We've spent 15 minutes. Uh, let's oh. get to... Because, um, oh, we got to talk quarterbacks. Oh, my God! They groomed. Kitty, you bastard! The grooming takes place for real this week <laughs> at Jim Wexel, James C. Wexel Insider. Through three games by San Francisco and Cleveland, the QB with the highest passer rating against both is Kenny Pickett. Twice as many yards against the Browns than any other QB. Browns allowed Steelers most points uh, and yards so far this season. This was a little shocking to me. Yes, now, it was. QB rating isn't the end-all, be-all stat. No, but- especially because they now ESPN made their own in the last decade, right? That QBR that tops out at 100 versus 158.3, like no other number in the world. But this is, you know, it's not for nothing. No, it's not. Those are two, and those might be the two best defenses that the Steelers see in the course of a season. In fact, they most likely are. You know, in San Francisco, you know, one could argue that some of that yardage came in in slop time, maybe. Um, Certainly. And it's, and San Francisco is going to lose a game. They aren't going to go undefeated. It, uh, you know, but it, uh, but that, but I, but that being maybe the Super Bowl favorite right now, uh, 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 and certainly the two best defenses in the game, minus maybe the Eagles, who certainly deserve to be in that conversation, are uh, up there. But enough said, uh, you know, Kenny is, uh, he's grooming. Um, how about this stat? Mm, how about it? <laughs> At Renegade Adam, Adam Steele, AFC North passing leaders, Kenny Pickett, 689 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Deshaun Watson, 678 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Lamar Jackson, 608 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he got this wrong. Joe Burrow, 563 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And only one has played against two top five defenses. That's the Steelers. So, you know, 
uh, here's another stat that shows Kenny is uh, he's he's head and shoulders, I guess. I mean, it, it's still it's coming along. I mean, it's certainly better after one night. Let's see what happens when they go play another team that, you know, I, I don't know what kind of fight the Texans are going to put up. But I, I think that D'Amico Ryan's a pretty smart guy and a pretty good coach. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know if Kenny can win a game himself like the rest of these guys uh, uh, can, but he very well could. I mean, maybe we are growing towards that. Let's go, Steelers! Right, things to be excited about. <laughs> that's uh, that's some Yinzer from the news. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was trying to like place the celebrity, so I'm glad I couldn't. Wow. Okay. Um. All right. Let's start getting negative. Enough positivity. Because <laughs> it's like Najee versus Jalen Warren, right? So uh. here's at Captain Tyne. Captain Tyne knots. <laughs> Sorry, Najee Harris is a slug. Warren greater than Harris. Um. You know, it, it's it sounds like it reminds me of somewhat of the Lev Bell era. Is is Najee doing a Lev Bell right now, where he, people want him to hit the hole hard, but he's kind of you know maybe not maybe seeing what's uh, what's available first. I was thinking more it's more like the uh, Ben's rookie year with the bus and Deuce Staley, where it's like Najee is Deuce doing a lot of work, maybe you don't see, and then like Warren rips off the one big run, and you're like, ah, it's when the bus would you know go for a yard and a half and score a touchdown. It uh, um, I don't know. I, I thought if you could sum up Najee's career in a gif uh, to this point, it would be that against the Raiders where he was, what, four yards behind the line of scrimmage, threw off four guys, and then made it two yards closer to the line of scrimmage and was tackled by three other guys. Yeah, right? It's like... Uh, Everything hurts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like he's... Yeah, he's you know he's being physical. Man, there were, yeah, there were a couple of plays where he's like shoving guys to the side. Like it was like some real G.I. Joe back type. Back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's that's the one thing that really holds this offense back. And obviously it's an outcome, not a process, but the sheer number of negative plays is, is if there was something to focus on outcome-wise. That's sure it. How about... Let's go to at Trey Day 79, Trey, Trey Essex. Day. I know everyone is hard on Najee, but he isn't getting a lot of help from our run design. We motion across the formation, bring an extra defender into the box, and then run Najee right at that extra defender. <laughs> I mean, just a horrendous design. Um, you know, what is it? What's it? What's uh, Pat? Not Pat O'Brien. That's a guy from Entertainment Tonight. Who's our O-line coach? Uh, um, uh, uh, Pat something. Yes. Yeah. It's, I forget his, I, 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 yeah. I'm not 100%. So I forget his name. Too, but it's Pat something. Yes. <laughs> it was just becoming to a blank. Always. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> it's okay. What is it? Is it, you know, is it, is it run design or is it execution oh, still? It's, it's Pat Meyer. There Pat, you go. You. Pat Meyer. Gonna, it, Pat O'Brien was close. I mean, something Irish. But yeah, no. But it's, man, I don't know. It's, you mentioned Trey. Trey Essex, I don't know if you saw some of his tweets earlier in the game. I've never seen him so negative yelling about Chooks Okorafor as he was. That oh, was, I know. He was mad about that. Like, And Trey's, Trey's not a hater by his nature. Yeah. He really isn't. Um, but, you know, this past weekend. You are a hater. I think he was. <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, so I got to figure it's execution. I mean, it's. Some it's, of the, you know, if you went by the PFF grades, they were higher. Mm-hmm. But it's still, yeah, we're still not. Uh, you know, we're still not getting the the push, right? I mean, I, I, I push is one of those things that's almost like, is it elite? Is it, you know, you know it when you see it, the push. But I, but I think it is kind of real. I mean, it's it's also, like we were just talking a second ago with Kenny and the other quarterbacks. Like, could Kenny win a game by himself when those other people can? Can the push be real? Because uh, we haven't seen it yet, or at least a consistent push. At least the push that doesn't lead to Najee getting pushed six yards backwards. Yeah, I want to uh, I want to start playing Matchbox 20, you know, with that kind of push. <laughs> like, So I got, I, we, we interviewed Rob Thomas. I, oh, I did that, you? I okay, that. I was wondering. 
that was like, wow, that was specific. No, yeah. that's, I got that song in my head now. It's, Plus, it was in the Barbie soundtrack. That's uh, right. I didn't yes. watch it yet, but Ryan, I've heard Ryan Gosling sing the Push song. Oh, a bunch of them do. It's a very funny moment. Oh, is it? You've mm. seen it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on. How about this from at PFF Steelers? PFF Pitt Steelers. Jalen Warren, 125 yards after the catch this season, leads all running backs and ranks fifth most in the NFL. Uh, yak, yak, yak. You know, it's uh, we wanted to see more of it in 2023. We didn't know it was going to necessarily come from Jalen Jalen Warren, Warren on yes. third and 17s. And <laughs> I think that's where he's getting that. Exactly. He's getting 14 yards on third and 17. You do that three or four times and hey, you're really making up some yardage. It's, um, I mean, this is one of those things I think to look at this makes you think like, oh, OK, there's not a lot of throwing to the running back this so far this year in the NFL. That's sort of what I got from it. Right, We haven't seen Najee get too right, many. Exactly. Yeah. We were told a lot. But if you remember, that was a big part of Najee's strengths. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, heck, whatever. I wouldn't mind seeing any, you know, we could we could pass to everybody right now. Right. I could see more moves. Darnell more. Washington, <laughs> move. Yes. More. We'll get Najee in there, too. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Who are we passing to, I guess? I don't know. George. <laughs> George. Oh, well, Austin had the big catch. Yeah, Austin had the big catch. And mm-hmm. uh, A-Rob had, uh, had one of the key. Right, you know. had the big first down at the end. And DJ week one. Okay, whatever. That's who we threw to. Um, <laughs> at Jack Sperry. Jack Sperry. Steeler fans, would you trade a third round pick and Najee Harris in exchange for Jonathan Taylor right now? Yes, 73%. Not since Reagan beat Mondale have, uh, <laughs> has there been a, a, such a landslide. Uh, I don't know, man. Trading for somebody who's profoundly unhappy in their situation and proves and has proven that, hey, they're okay voicing their opinion when they're not happy and things are not going their way. Uh, That would also have to pick up, to use Tomlin's phrase, uh, to what, catch up to a moving train or whatever. I don't know. If there's one thing I've learned in the last two years of the Steelers making so much uh, uh, new turnover and new players is that it really does take these guys a second to catch up to working with new guys. Plus, you know, isn't he? Isn't Jonathan Taylor not exactly the epitome of health? Uh, I mean, I I didn't want to say that because I wasn't 100 percent sure of it. But yeah, I imagine he's been hurt before too. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even understand where that's coming. Yeah, from. Yeah, me neither. I'm not trying to trade Najee yet. Mm-hmm. We still got. Uh, mm-hmm. We still got his option year. We, you know, I guess is that is that in question yet? It's only three games. Are we still wondering about his <laughs> option year? Uh, I, I mean, I, I imagine there's someone right now writing a tweet about that that they're not going to sign him. But uh, but yes. All right. Well, I think it's time to take our break. Coming up in the second half, you know, I haven't talked. We haven't. We haven't trash mouthed Tomlin yet. So maybe it's time to get some Tomlin tweets in there. But I will tell you why the 2023 Steeler defense is on pace to surpass the 2008 defense, one of the all-time defenses. You and you, I think you're to blame. You sent me this info. Oh, did so. I? Oh no. All right, we will see you in the second half. All right, it's the second half. We're playing with the lead, I think. I think so too. I say we are this for once. Okay, I promised to talk about why this year's defense is going to be better than, or maybe already is better than the 2008 defense. (laughs) But first, let's get some other takes. How about 
at Slouchy Sports. Slouchy Sports. Well, I trashed Levi Wallace, so I got to give him his flowers. He made two great plays and two drives, so I hope his success continues. I love it. Let's give him his right. flowers. Um, even though, you know, Devontae Adams kind of had a, had a game, uh, you know, had put up like A-B type numbers. Oh, it was incredible. Well, I think there's also something to be said for it's a good thing that the Steelers win a game when they don't have the best player on the field. Or the player who has the best performance. That's yes. yeah. that's a nice thing to see. I like it. I like it. Um, so let's give him his flowers. Anyone else mm-hmm. be giving flowers to? Are we ready to give Pat Pete his flowers yet? <laughs> oh, he did have the nice interception. I mean, that's it did not look good on the fourth down uh, touchdown to uh, Adams. But not many people are going to look good against Devontae Adams. That uh, guy's great player. Who else deserves flowers? Anyone? Um... Keanu Benton, first Benton. Uh, sack, and uh, by all reports, played well by people that can understand defensive line play better than myself, certainly. I liked Montrevious Adams. He he busted up that mm-hmm. one play, in the, even though they still got the handoff off. It's still, uh, mm-hmm. it still was... He's, he's had a fine uh, start to the season, uh, you know, Montrevious Adams. No, with no Cam. We're like, you know, still got to remember, no Cam until Thanksgiving. Right, so. right. Um, all right, how about let's return to the GOAT the po- at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. T.J. Watt is worth his weight in gold. Best pass rusher in Steelers history. Yeah, I started the claim. T.J. Watt <laughs> on pace, the best Steeler ever. And now this is the third person. Well, Filipponi isn't going as far as I am, but right, best, pass, best rusher. pass rusher. I mean, statistically, that's true. But, um, you know, you say you've got to have rings. Yes. Um on pace, though, on pace this year to oh, just shatter the sack record. Yes. Yeah, should he stay healthy? Um, okay, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to at Trib Sports, Tribune Review Sports, five things we learned from Steelers Raiders. And this was the quote through three weeks, Steelers led the NFL in sacks, 13 forced fumbles, eight second in takeaways, eight tied for fourth in interceptions, fourth tied for fifth in drives that end in turnovers, 20.5%. Mm-hmm. Tied for fifth in tackles for loss, 19. Third in pass attempts that end in sacks, 10.3%. Where are some of these stats coming from? Second in QB (laughs) hits. Second in pressures. Fourth in pressure rate. Fourth in hurries. Fourth in creating hurries. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Those are I, a lot. Of, I mean, that's the first time I've heard a lot of stats, but they all sound impressive. Yeah, you sure it all sounds good, right? <laughs> so I went in, went back and looked to the 2008 Steelers. How did mm-hmm. these? You know, we know from that infamous uh, Dick LeBeau graphic, they were number one in rushing yards, number one in passing yards, number one in points allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to some of these other sacks in 2008. The Steelers' defense was second in sacks with 51. So we're already on pace to beat that. Now, all mm. you know, 17-game season, but even right. with 16 games on pace to beat that. Mm-hmm. Steelers in 2008 were ninth in takeaways. Hmm. Already on pace to beat that. Certainly. 2008 Steelers were tied for sixth in interceptions with 20. Already on pace to well, not on, not on. We're we're on. We're beating that in rank, but not, maybe not in number <laughs> quite yet. 2008 Steelers were tenth in drives that ended in turnovers. Mm. We're already uh, we're already surpassing that rate. Mm. Fifth in QB hits. We're we're already passing that rate. Eighth in tackles for loss. We're already beating that rate. <laughs> it's this. You know, I know it's three games in. We've got to do this for. Uh, you know, 15 more times or 14 right. more times. 
could could you see this 2023 defense being as good as the 2008 defense? Uh, no, it just for, <laughs> but no, but for the parts that you said at the beginning of this though about how that 2008 defense was first in the league in points allowed and in rushing yards allowed, and, <laughs> and this one again for what you said yourself about Cam not being back till Thanksgiving. Keanu Benton seems like a real find. He's going to be a player at uh, Montrevious Adams is playing some of the best football of his life, and certainly the guys in the inside linebackers are coming along. Holcomb becoming a player. I mean, I'm not sure he's going to be a star, but being the first serviceable starter they've had as inside linebacker in years, uh, all these things help. But uh, being first in the league against uh, the run is uh, going to be a tough task. You know, this, this, the splash, you know, splash it, solves a lot of issues. So, you know, this could be the splashiest defense yes. in, in Steelers history, which would say which would win a lot of games. And uh, it looks like we're going to have to. I don't know. Yes. You know? Yeah, I think that, yeah. I think that's, <laughs> that is the subtext of what I was saying. Yes. Defense is already, I mean, they defense won the Browns game. Yes. Um, and defense had a lot to do with this one, even though, you know, it's it's easy to say, okay, the Raiders came back, you know, and they, okay, but it's hard to shut a team out for the entire game. Like when you can do that, you're kind of a Super Bowl contender, like the Niners were when they did it to the Steelers. It's really hard to keep a team out of the game all game. And a lot of those LeBeau years, maybe not 2008 in particular, but there was a lot of bend but not break in those LeBeau years. There was that in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald was still running on a few of those drives. <laughs> um... Well, let's let's go to at Alex Cazora. Alex Cazora. <laughs> the Steelers defense has eight takeaways through three games for the first time since 2010. They also did it in 2008 and 2005. You know what that means? Super Bowl bound. Jeez. Can is it, I just it's too is it too soon? Three games is hardly a sample size. Well, this is why I love that Alex Cazora is someone that has a strong enough Twitter brand that I know this is sarcasm. That's what is you want to be on social media. Okay. Yes, yes, it is. It's that because Cazora is too smart to look at uh, uh, three games and do that. But it's the kinds of things that you absolutely wanted to see because they didn't. They haven't had this for some time. I mean, it's you know because a lot of these again these takeovers these takeaways they aren't all TJ. They aren't all Highsmith. They're the secondary picking passes off. They're Cole Holcomb knocking the ball from a guy. I mean, it's, you know, they're Levi Wallace getting multiple interceptions. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that this team should want and needs. Well, I'm I'm booking my where's the Super Bowl this year? I have year? no idea. I'm booking, it's, I'm it's, booking. It's, it's, yeah, it's with Pat Meyer somewhere. I, I have nothing. Yeah. It thinks I just don't know. It, it's so uh, you know what it is? I'm sure it's somewhere nice. That's where they do try to get it now. It's we're, we're past, I think, all the cold weather ones. I don't think it's in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, I'm booking it. I, that's my new trend is to book the room and just not get the tickets. <laughs> I did that for Vegas. I was in Pittsburgh for week one. People seem <laughs> to do that now. That's the new hip thing. It uh, you booked somewhere that you just don't go to the game and you have a lovely week. I can't afford it. I'm priced out. I'm too much of a Joey lunch pail over here. I got priced out of these bougie Pittsburgh tickets. The king of the fans can't go to yeah. the game. <laughs> that's right. King. Of, that's from my living room. King of the... We so have to get that He died and made you king of the fans. Oh, because everyone else is a, is a big butthead. Right, that's exactly. why. It's a minion, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's a pawn. I concur. All right, let's talk Little Tomlin. I, didn't, I, haven't, it's, I haven't wanted to. Oh, the fire alarm is going off. Okay, please stop. Thank you. Okay. At Kenneth James Lee, KJ Wolf. I do not like letting the clock run out with two times outs. We had something rolling. Let's go to at least third down to see what happens. You know, whether there's 36 seconds left and we mm -hmm. had the ball, we could have made a play for a field goal. Yeah, but uh, uh, um, um, they had a lead. 
they had some good positive momentum going from the first half. Let's let, we don't. There's a difference between living in your fears and just always being as aggressive as possible. Plus, you know, the, the what a way to give up momentum is uh, to try to you know force a field goal, get a turnover, and then they get the ball back in right, the second half. Right to start half. the second half. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not crying about. Uh, I have no issues with that, especially with uh, the way the, the you know up until that point, Kenny wasn't necessarily proven that he was a uh, right. two minute driller at exactly. all. Not this season, at Not least. Not this season. Um, how about at Tim Benz PGH? Tim Benz. Just to be clear, just to be clear, just to clear up the mojo thing from Tomlin's press conference when he said sometimes he gives us just a little line or phrase so we can move on from repetitive question. He used mojo in the opening comments. No one even asked a question yet. Man, did I? The, it seemed like the fan and the haters were that. upset that Tomlin admitted he lied to us. Thing is, didn't he say this to Pompiani? Yes, like it, it, three it, or four it, days before it, it was. Yeah, I forget if it was Pompiani or Labriola, but yes, one of one of the Italian gentlemen that works for the Steelers. He told them this exact thing, and he said it even greater length. Like, yes, I make things up when your questions get repetitive. Thank you. It, and you know, it, it's not even about. It's not even about a fact or mm. it's about a, a word, mojo, you know, mojo. Mm. And I think Tomlin caught himself um, straying into intangible, you know, he like he, he used the word mojo and then he realized, no, we don't we don't play with luck. We don't play mojo. We don't play feelings. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's execution. And he didn't want he retracted that specifically because he didn't want to get down on that trend of, you know, feelings, mojo, eliteness, you know. No, yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's, and it seemed, and, and the players certainly seemed to know that because if you saw their comments after the game, everyone from Najee, definitely Najee, and I think some others were like, oh yeah, Tomlin made that up. That doesn't exist. That was yeah. simply to, he was running, he was taking a knee on the press conference as well. <laughs> but it was, he did come out, it wasn't a question. He did come out and open his statement with that about yes. the mojo. Mm -hmm. But whatever, you know, right? it's the same same difference as, mm -hmm. uh, as an oxymoron once said. <laughs> Um, this to me speaks more about anything about Tomlin mm -hmm. at B Pryor, Brooke Pryor, Houston Texans head coach, Demeco Ryan's on Mike Tomlin. He's the epitome of what I want to be like. You know, we hear it from every player. We hear it from people from Rich Eisen to uh, Florio. Everyone mm -hmm. is puts this guy on a pedestal. And when people tell you the truth, I, I you know, it behooves you to listen to them. And and not even his peers are putting him up uh, kind of on an elite level. Oh, yeah. And Ryan's has certainly played against Tomlin multiple times, if I remember correctly. It, uh, no, and Ryan seems to be off to a good start, too. And uh, uh, the way they're putting together this Houston thing, that is uh, not going to be an easy game Sunday. Yeah, yeah, don't, you know, it, it, I'm, I don't want to play. There are no easy games for this team either. Yeah. That's all done. That, that, well, that, day, that day, that I think that left with AB. Yeah. At, uh, or maybe left Bell, in fact. At, um, there it is. No truer words have been spoken. Mm -hmm. um, and don't don't listen to the we play down to our opponents narrative. No, this is still going to, this is an away game, even though we're favored. Oh, with yeah. A QB who is, uh, Who's light? I was going to say has had the best start to a QB career in a long, long time. An Ohio State QB putting up numbers in the NFL. <laughs> Bring back LeBeau just because we're playing a rookie quarterback. That's what my thing is. Like, man, I want that. Wish we had that LeBeau record against rookies. Um, do I even want to? I don't even know if I want to talk about. What is briefly at. Bill Simmons, lifelong Steeler fan, Bill oh, yeah. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders kept alive by a completely made-up helmet-to-helmet call and a field goal block leverage penalty that they couldn't find on three different replays. 
I've you know I've said it to you uh, off mic that the refs do love to keep it within a score of the spread. That was that was Madden's line too. If you saw yeah. that, that was his column on Monday morning it was basically <laughs> that exact thing. Um, I mean Simmons as much as I can criticize him, the man knows how to write a pithy tweet. I mean the dude used didn't he used to write jokes for Kimmel for a brief period. Oh there. yeah. It, uh, so yeah. So I mean that's a, this line rolls off your tongue. It um I don't know. I mean the helmet to helmet call thing. I forget who brought up the point, but it's if the quarter you know if if, if you're in doubt you're supposed to throw the flag. That's the way it yeah. is with the refs, which is why that call's always going to be made. It's it's a tough thing. Jimmy ducks his head because he's a human being, not wanting to get hit by another human being, and that leads to the penalty. I mean, it's just bad luck all around. Well, yeah, it reminded me of, the, was it the Raiders two years ago? Or when uh, when the blocked field goal, blocked extra point that was called? Oh, back, wasn't the that the Packers? Oh, that was Packers? I think that was Packers. All right. Well, or Minka, Minka blocked that too, right? At the... Or was it Hayden? I can't even remember now. Okay. It's all bleeding together. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's. Uh, did you watch the bus on... I have uh, not yet. I have not seen the bus yet. This, I will, obviously. You know, the he had... I found two interesting things. First was that he said that he had his choice when the Rams traded him. It could have been to the Oilers or the Steelers. And he was like, not sure where to go. But his agent said, look, I've got this rookie coming up and I really want him to get drafted as early as possible. And the Oilers have pick 15. So if you go to the Steelers who had pick what, like 30, 29 it was, it was or like 30. 20. It was somewhere in the mid twenties. Yeah. Mid to high twenties. So his agent kind of said, look, I'd really like my, my uh, client to get drafted earlier. So if it's, you know, if you don't care, go to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And that client was Eddie George. Another Hall of Famer who had a tremendous career. Could, was, is there a what if where if Bus goes to the Oilers, then uh, Eddie George becomes a Steeler? I don't know. I, I, I find that hard to believe that someone wouldn't have taken Eddie George before that. I mean, he had such a good career at Ohio State, but uh, I don't, I, I, I find it hard to believe that Eddie George would have lasted to, even if the Steelers were picking at like 24, uh, not being up on not remembering what's going on in the draft. I find it hard to believe Eddie George would have been there. <laughs> the other thing was, you know, he said the Pats cheated in the 2004 uh, AFC Championship, right? That's the Spygate. See, I always thought 2001 was more of a Spygate game than 04. But, I mean, I, I was there, but I don't remember it so clearly what might have been a Spygate uh, moment. Well, at, here, uh, I got I have the soundbite actually from... Uh, from the bus, let's. I know Asante Samuel was yelling about this on whatever podcast he was on the other day. At, uh... Here is uh, here's what the bus had to say on Ben's podcast. We run the play. He loops into the hole. What? I guess I should say he's talking about it's the first quarter. There was a fourth and one yeah. that they got stuffed on. Okay. So the third down was uh, Veron Hayes. Uh, it was like third and five. Ron Hayes gets it to you know about fourth and one. Sure. All right. That's where uh, that's where the bus picks up here. We run the play. He loops into the hole. What? <laughs> Washington does. What? They stop us on fourth down. What? Right. That's a critical play in oh. the game. What? They were they had our signs, hmm. and they called a timeout. What? To get them ready for that play because they knew it was coming. So it sounds good to me. At first, I was like, hey, if Bus is saying it's a cheat, it's a cheat. Now I went back and uh, let's look at the actual play here because it turns out, you know, memory isn't the most reliable narrator. Uh, So let's take a look here. This is, is it playing? Okay. okay. This is the Veron Hayes. Yeah. Okay. Fourth and one. Yeah. Fourth and one. Like, now, a less than one, maybe. You got pretty close. You know, Bus says that they called a timeout because they wanted to get the right 
uh, formation in. But if you look here, it's actually a ref t- measuring. T- it's a ref timeout. As right, because uh, it looked very close. Yeah, I can see wanting to measure that. Are they going to? Sh- are we going to see the measurement? I can't even. They're not even going to show it, are they? Okay. Well, okay. Here, here comes other, the measurement. Right. Now you'll see number fifty-two comes out. That's the, the linebacker. That's not a uh, defensive tackle. Because okay. Bus says, "Oh, they they brought this uh, extra DT off the." They, 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 you know, he said, "Oh, they came off the. They brought the DT off to the sideline." Mm-hmm. I can't pause this. No, it's know? okay. I mean, we don't. Yeah, we don't have to go through the whole game. Yeah. Anyway, Bus says that. They, you know, the nose tackle came off the field mm-hmm. and then came back on after hearing that it was going to be a counter. Okay. But it actually wasn't the nose tackle. It was a linebacker who came off and he didn't loop around into the hole. It was just a straight up defensive stop. I, I mean, you know? I, I, well, there's something else to be said about this. If I remember correctly, it's also in this first quarter that I want to say it's still Vinatieri at this point kicks then the large, the longest field goal in uh, Heinz Field history. That didn't come through Spygate. He didn't no. do that because I, 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 the fact also they trail in this game by a lot at multiple times. I mean, it, it's, it's did might they have had an unfair advantage? Okay, maybe, but there was so much else going on in this game. I, I yeah, find it, it hard to believe it's all as a result of that. Wasn't it wasn't like twenty four to three or something. Yeah, to start? at some point there. Yeah, I mean the Steelers do make a push. I want to say late in the third to kind of make it a little more competitive. But this was also, you know, I mean, I forget who used the phrase. It was so well before this game. The Steelers were leaking oil because this is the week after they <laughs> escape the Jets which is not you know maybe the greatest Jets team I mean that Ben throws some bad interceptions they pull it out in overtime the Jets miss a field goal they absolutely should have made I mean it's it's just I I mean almost 20 years later now it's hard for me to believe that all that that this only happened because of uh, Spygate and uh, I think Ben threw two picks, including one in the red zone. I yes, think. at least in the red zone. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I want to say it was at least two picks. It's been a minute, but um, but yeah, it, it's again, it's very hard for me to believe that this was all the result of Spygate. I'll still, uh, I'll still call the Pats cheaters, though. I mean, whatever. that's fun. There's yeah. nothing wrong with doing that. But yeah. All right. Um, let's. I think the band is trying to. All right, some odds and ends. Actually, let's move on straight to mm-hmm. at Alex Kazora. Presley Harvin. No, I want to go back one. Let's go back to okay. at 304 Collector, 304 Collector mm. Corner. Chris Boswell has now tied the rest of the kickers in Steeler history combined with 50-yard-plus field goals with a 57-yard missile nonetheless. So... All the even including Gary Anderson, all the previous Steeler kickers combined have l- fewer fifty-yard field goals now than Chris Boswell. I mean, it's just amazing that kick. It, I, I want to say, if I remember correctly, it was the third longest field goal in Steelers history. Also, I think he's on the second R in Raiders when he kicks it. <laughs> he's on the logo, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's he's like <laughs> he might be on the eye patch. Is Boswell is he Hall of Honor consideration at well, this point? I mean, I, I, I again, I'd have to say kind of rings, but you don't need the rings for the Hall of Honor. I think he very well might be the best kicker in Steeler history. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's you know the players are getting bigger and all that all around, but the kickers are better than they've ever been. I, I want to know how. League. How yeah. is it? You know what happened in the past? It seems like in the past ten years, right? Only. Not even twenty years. Yeah. It is in the last ten years. Yeah. 
Because um, I was watching that 0-4 game, and they're like, a Steeler has never kicked a 50-yarder in Heinz Field. Right. Like, they're saying that still. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Vinatieri kicks that in the first quarter, and it's the longest, uh, might be the longest ever at the time. Yeah. Like, what? It's like, conditioning hasn't changed, right? Do you know, uh, weight weight training hasn't changed? Even if the players are bigger and stronger, does that really mean they can do better kicking? I don't know. Maybe it does. I assume, like everything else, there's advancements in what we know about in terms of strategy. But again, they've been kicking field goals for a long time now. Like... Yeah, it's a it's a mystery. It, really it is, is. Knee, knees over toes. I don't know. He's doing some. He's doing one of those uh, strength exercises. Now let's get to at Alex Kazora. Alex Kazora. Presley Harvin had a literal historical night for the Steelers last night. Uh, best punting average in a game with six or more punts franchise history. Number one, Bobby Walden from 1970, 54 yards. Number two, Presley Harvin, 53.8 yards uh average oh it's amazing i mean it, this is this is the best case scenario for a player that was called out publicly by the coach is this exact thing i mean he you know tomlin called him out maybe more so than anyone else after the 49er game and then harvin responded in a very big way and even then he had one punt that was only like 41 42 yards not his best but that still he boomed the rest of them so much that uh, just this incredible number. And teams are playing well. You yes. know, I saw Mark Robinson uh, mm-hmm. with a good tackle. It ran he... from Reno in to come and tackle that dude. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. I can't even, I don't even think I could walk 60 yards without It's uh... exhausting watching the all 22 <laughs> of that. It really is. Um, and he and he got some defensive snaps Four in that game too. snaps, yes. And, you know, so it seems like, uh, is his stock rising? And who's, who's on the losing end of that? I guess uh, Elandon Roberts, I guess. Well, I, I also, I think louder milk snaps keep going down. I mean, yeah. it's not exactly the same position, but they've. I, I think it's that Mil- Matt Williamson that's gone on to say louder milk has become a problem. I think oh, yeah. Exact phrase. It, but uh, but they're, they're giving him the, the helmet over. Um, we You know, people are still complaining. We Fioco. Fioco, Fioco. You know, 300 yards, your 300 pounder can't get in the game. <laughs> um. All right. How about let's go to. At Brian Batko, Brian Batko, Steelers jersey spotted on the Vegas Strip on this game day. Najee Harris, okay. Minka, mm-hmm. duh. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt, yes. Kenny Pickett, okay. okay. Troy Polamalu, Franco, Bradshaw, mm-hmm. Pickens, Porter Jr., Pat Fryermuth, Bettis, Roethlisberger, Randall L., okay, a little wow. surprising. Okay. Heath Miller, okay. of course. Yeah. Lambert, Green, Loudermilk is a surprise. Wow. Maybe you just had a 92 and you just keep updating it every time there's a new 92. <laughs> but fans aren't buying 97s. Where are the Cam Hayward jerseys? I mean, I jerseys? have a 97. It's just a 97 <laughs> Kendrell Bell. Yeah, but where are the Hayward jerseys? Uh, it is surprising. Uh, captain, uh, you think Hall of Honor lock? Yeah, you know, possible Bowler. Hall of Famer. I mean, he's on. The, he is on that track. It really is. You know, and even when, when I was... Uh, when I was back in town for the Niners weekend, you know, they don't, they're not selling them in the stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's very interesting. I always want to do a little investigative, uh, you know, journalism about <laughs> why Hayward jerseys aren't selling. And if it has to do, you know, when I asked, I emailed Bert last season mm-hmm. and he said that, you know, and I was like, is there a, you know, a shortage of jerseys? Da, da, da. He said, there's no problem getting whatever jersey you want. Right. So fans oh, just no, aren't. They, oh, they, they, if you're on the Steelers mailing list, they will sell you any jersey <laughs> you want. They are very upfront about that. But no Hayward jerseys. I mean, I feel like I got to get one just so I can rep. Uh, <laughs> I'll wear my Kendrell Bell if you do. It, uh, I'll that I saw out. Vic jerseys when when Sandy when that's true when that they played in weird. San Diego. They had those two Vic jerseys. Yeah. yeah. So you mm-hmm. know, where are the Hayward jerseys? I don't know. 
All right, let's, uh, it's, it's about time to wrap things. Oh, let's give the final word to at Markabali. Markabali, if the season ended today, the Steelers would win the AFC North, be the number two seed in the conference, and host the Bills at Akershore Stadium. <laughs> I say, let's end the season now. Hopefully that person could bring their Fire Matt Canada sign from the last Bills game they were at, playing the Commanders. Man, but to, to you would, by looking at the fans and the tweets, though, you would think that we were, you know, already disqualified from oh, the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be hard for these people to deal with positivity. It, uh, they've been they've grown accustomed to negativity, and uh, hopefully there's more positivity for them to have to emotionally grapple with. Yeah, let's hope it's a 3-1. and one. I, hate, I hate to see the, crier, the haters cry when we're 3-1. and one. There you go. Okay, have we, did we go, I guess we, uh, I don't know, it was relatively long. Um, <laughs> Maybe not That's what us. we've been talking about. Yeah, it felt like quick for me, but that's what we've been talking about. Okay, uh, get your Blame Canada. Hey, I still got about a thousand Blame Canada Absolutely. stickers. So. And it, it lets you blame Canada from anywhere that you are, this sticker. Yeah, so uh, reach out if you want those Blame Canada. I appreciate everyone who has uh, who's received them and has been grateful for it. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for you, for Yins. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can always just email me kylechrice at gmail.com or hit me up. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still on Twitter uh, at Kyle Christ, but I, I'm trying, I, I want to grow my TikTok numbers. There but, you go. Just so I can go live, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do when I can go live. But but, but you can go live. That that's you'll find you'll yeah, figure it out. Then. Maybe we'll stream these shows live. Mm -hmm. I might. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to the Steel Pride family who mm. uh, they they do game day every Sunday at uh, Caruso's Italian Kitchen in uh, Granada Hills. Oh. So I don't know. I'm kind of thinking. I don't know. Just maybe to pass out some stickers and uh, just give to, it a shot. I don't know. But you know, then again. Our bar is like walking distance from uh, my our place. Our bar is very close. Yeah, but I gotta. I maybe I gotta call to make sure they even have. That's we should do that too. Because I because now that it's on YouTube and not Directv, I don't know. <laughs> you know, are they even have the game. Are they gonna be watching? Uh, or they even open? Uh, that know? was where I was gonna go with it. Yes. <laughs> but maybe we'll head up to Caruso's with the Steel mm -hmm. Pride family. Mm -hmm. Um, Greg, what about you on the internet? Uh, unfortunately, you can find me on Instagram for the most part at Greg Benavent, B as in boy, E N E, V as in Victor, E N T. We're also performing, if you're in the L.A. area, you can catch us at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. I don't have any hot uh, Steelers jokes. But. No, 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 no. And, and nor would you want them to have them, uh, otherwise. It's, I feel weird going on stage in the colors. Yeah, so, maybe. But, you know, now with all this Kelsey talk, maybe there's maybe there's room <laughs> that's for... That's true. The Swifties are coming over. We can finally talk to a new generation. Yeah. Yeah, Chiefs have Taylor Swift, but we've got Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> Who you wins? Know, the one part you liked in The Flash. <laughs> I, well, you the final final scene. I won't spoil it, but the okay, final is, is, cute. is cute. It is. Oh, you saw. Oh, you yeah, did say. Okay. Is. All right. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's it until next week. You know, maybe leave us a comment Ooh. or a uh, review mm. on uh, on Facebook. No, on <laughs> iTunes or Spotify. Maybe even you know YouTube now. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can you can subscribe there or something. Mm. I don't know. I'm not telling you what to do. Just. <laughs> Just do it. All right. Until next week when we come back from Houston, keep listening to yours, coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. <laughs>